This is the last coffee house, and we are talking about political violence. It's <laughs> a great, great start. Some books that are coming up. We've got *The Science of Evil* by Simon Baron Cohen. I'm rereading that to make sure I'm not missing much of it, and then we'll be talking about that. We've got *100 Years of Solitude*. Oh my gosh, that one's coming up. We've got #Hashtag Republic by Cass Sunstein. I just finished that, so we'll be discussing that one pretty soon. And I'm sorry, I know I don't give any heads up on what books are coming up, so <laughs> they could be read in anticipation of the discussion, but it was uh, relatively haphazard which episodes I'd be doing at any given time. It was just like whatever book I felt like discussing on any given day. So I'm going to try to give a little bit of a heads up, but those are the ones that I read most recently and will be discussing soon. So there's a lot going on and it's uh, depressing. It's really depressing and I hate getting into this state. We had most recently, it was Andy No. He's a writer for Quillette and he was assaulted pretty seriously by members, purported members of Antifa which is, of course, a far-leftist terrorist organization attempting to use violence and intimidation to silence political opponents. That's what terrorism is. But this is outright violence, and this is, I'm sure you can draw a direct line from it's okay to punch a Nazi all the way to, okay, well, it's okay to punch gay Asian journalists who are trying to report on a, a protest. I mean, somebody punched him direct uh, from the video. There was a, a clear video on it. They took his GoPro camera. They also threw, these were milkshakes except these ones were filled with quick-drying cement. So here we go. It's the escalation, not just in category, but in kind. So it's like, once it was just the category of Nazi, no, don't worry about it. It's okay to punch Nazis. We figured out what a Nazi was, and we can punch that now. Nobody's even claiming that Andy No was a Nazi. Uh, nobody that I've said, I've seen, has said this. But here we go. We're punching him now. And this wasn't like a part of a brawl or anything like that, either. This was a directed attack on this particular guy. It's so ridiculous. Not only that, but again, it's it's the escalation of, okay, well, it's just a milkshake. Who cares? You know, it's just funny. It, it's gross, and it'll make him sticky for the rest of the day. That's all it's gonna do. It's not a big deal. And now, quick-drying cement. We went from, the in the United States, to, from rule of law, bill of rights, free speech, celebrating those things, to now actually stoning homosexuals. I mean, what the hell? Where have we gone? Where are we? What kind of clown world world is this? That this is the space we've ended up in. And there weren't like powerful police interventions at the time that stopped this attack from happening. He just kind of staggered off after having been assaulted. He had pretty serious injuries as well. How is this at all acceptable by anybody? Why isn't it a uniform response from every left, right, far left, far right, doesn't matter. Why doesn't everybody come out and say that no, political violence is unacceptable. This was unprovoked political violence. You can't do it, period. Obviously, Obviously, as, as far as it goes, the people, I think three people were arrested, but this shouldn't happen, period. This shouldn't ever happen. I don't even know if he was saying anything or anything like that. I know Quillette, I saw some reporting that it was a conservative site, but I haven't read it. But I had, I saw a counter-reporting that said it wasn't conservative, it was, lean, it was leaning left. The author might have been conservative, but I'm not even sure, and it doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't even matter how conservative they are, or whether they're a Nazi or not, you don't get to assault people people for their beliefs. What a hell of a precedent that
that is. It's got this pogrom 1984 sheen where it's just like, you can't have the wrong thought. There's this extension. People In people's brains, they extend these things. So it's like with that stupid knitting website that decided that anybody who expresses support, no matter what form of support it was, like, I kind of like Donald Trump, or I don't think this Donald Trump policy was that bad. All that talk is banned from the platform. You don't get to talk about it. He's the only politician in history that you can't talk about. You can talk about anybody else, but Donald Trump talk, they equated directly with white supremacy. Like, those things are automatically connected. People are idiots. People are so stupid. Those two monstrous concepts, they just connect and act on that connection. I don't even know what to do anymore. It doesn't even seem worth it to try to salvage this idiotic species. Obviously, these are outliers on the bell curve. These are... Antifa are the worst of the worst. I saw some report that like 80% of the extreme left lives at home with their parents. Like, what else do they have to do, you know? <laughs> They don't have jobs, they don't have other interests, so what are they going to do? They're going to try to be inflammatory to carve out some kind of identity in this identity vacuum that we have right now, and this is how they do it, by covering their faces and punching people. I hate even to get into the, to like rev up into the mode of disgust. This is just the kind of thing that shouldn't be there. It's, it's the kind of thing that should be excised. We shouldn't have to deal with this. We should have perfect, beautiful freedom of speech and argument and counter-argument. Leave it at that. That's it. Rule of law, period. Done. That's the situation, especially relative to politics. You know, it's one thing when somebody's in an inner city and needs money and needs to eat and needs to care for family and they rob somebody. <laughs> so the rule of law falls by the wayside. That's not right and you shouldn't be doing it. You should do things more substantively useful. But still, but political violence? Eschewing the rule of law for political violence? I mean, it's... I hate to draw these connections because obviously it's not a one-to-one -one, it's not a direct connection. But when you've got your party preaching an end to the rule of law at the border and say there's something wrong with the rule of law at the border, that I can see it. I can see there kind of being a connection related to that, that this is, there's an extra degree of unacceptability that allows you to step outside of the law to, what's Charles Bronson? <laughs> I guess, you know, death wish. It's like you get to step outside of the law to right a horrible wrong. When you're preaching that from the pulpit, from the Democratic pulpit, for an extended period of time, I could see how there could be connections drawn. That when you're using the rhetoric that says that everybody on one side of the aisle is a violent, racist, homophobe misogynist, I could see it's the othering and, and all of that packaged into one that says that, okay, well, you can make all these other connections. People play with this kind of dynamite where they say that, okay, well, I can, I can say these certain particular things without realizing the millions of lines of connections that they're triggering in somebody that'll lead somewhere very different. And I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I looked even for, I googled Andy No, and one of the saddest things, I, I didn't see any major stories from left-leaning news sources that talked about it and condemned it. I didn't even talk about it for one, but talk about it and condemned it, not even, didn't even get close to there. I saw some in some conservative write-ups about it where they talked about how some leftists responded on Twitter that said that, you know, he was asking for it because he kept poking at Antifa and antagonizing them. I love this. Just imagine that in another context, that it's the victim's fault for this. But I didn't see any major left news sources saying that this was absolutely to be condemned. You know, it reminds me of Christopher Hitchens back in the day when he was talking about the Danish cartoons and how there was the attack and then nobody, no, 
none of the major newspapers or anything like that stood in solidarity with free speech and with the cartoonists by publishing these cartoons everywhere and just saying, okay, no, we have to stand here. This is the line. We have to stand here and say, no, no more. You don't get to use violence to prevent us from doing something. It's more important than a stupid cartoon. It's more important than some offense taken by some religious category. It's about establishing a rule of law and establishing a line that says, no, you absolutely don't get to do this, period. We're not, this is a negotiation and we're letting them have all this space. Masked idiots just running around because they have nothing else to do attacking people because they have different political opinions. And not only that, but the enabling idiots who don't outright condemn this stuff and distance themselves from this nonsense. Or the other idiots in the police who don't intervene immediately when they see somebody being attacked. There's a free speech rally in D.C. coming up on Saturday, this coming Saturday. And there were reports, I don't know how credible they are or anything like that, but there were reports that Antifa was going to start using acid milkshakes now. They're going to start using acid attacks on people. This is in the United States. The United States of America. Present day United States of America. And there are threats of acid attacks at a free speech rally? Stoning gays and using acid attacks? What the hell is this? What kind of clown world? There has to be some kind of a, a more fundamental backing to this whole Antifa movement. There has to be some money behind it. Some serious money behind it. Some destabilization efforts that are going on from the background. There has to be. There's no way a bunch of... I understand that these people don't have identities and they have to do something because they're pathetic and don't have anything else to do. And more importantly, there's not a broad narrative for them to fit into, so they have to pick a narrative. But there has to be something else pushing them along, just like in... I just don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what's backing this. I don't know where they get the money or these ideas to start using quick drying cement milkshakes because milkshakes were okay. I There's nonsense going on. Not I don't recognize the Democratic Party anymore. I really don't in these places. And now we have Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, one of the worst, dumbest, most horrible, egocentric, self-interested people I have seen in this position showing up at the board and saying, oh, I, you know, people were drinking out of toilets at all. All this. And I love that because it's, you know, I saw pictures. There were some facilities that had toilets with the sink attached. So it's like you could wash your hands while you're using it for some reason. Maybe it's just for the plumbing purposes. It makes it cheaper or something like that. But you just know in her ridiculous brain, because she's trying to take, trying to fix the whole concentration camp statement. You just know in her hysterical kaleidoscope brain that she would see that and say, oh, look, I can say that they're drinking out of toilets and say, uh, I mean, it's legit. Legitimate because somebody could drink out of the sink, but the toilet's attached to it, so I could say they're drinking out of the toilet. And that's a perfectly fine thing for me to state. And then when somebody asked me directly about it, whether I saw this or not, then I could just roll my window up and drive away. Not only that, but did you see she was talking about how this is one of the worst things I've said? I don't even know if I brought this up already. I probably I might have brought this up already. But she said that Congress people <laughs> need raises in excess of their $174,000 and implied so they didn't have to take illegal bribes. She said that you know, I could see, or this is one of the reason that they <laughs> they turn to things like like taking bribes and, <laughs> and money like that. Because they're not being paid enough at $174,000. Go right straight to hell. Holy mother. Are you kidding me? What a shockingly stupid thing to imply. It's She explicitly says she's implying she says that she needs a pay raise for one. She was working as a waitress a couple of years ago, but and making what? $20,000? $30,000? 
$100,000 a year or something. And now she's making $174,000 and she's saying that that's just not enough. You know, I can't live on that. How am I supposed to live on that? So of course we need a pay raise. Otherwise, I'm going to start taking bribes. <laughs> what? What kind of cloud world are we in? I don't even know what to do anymore. And now, like I said, reports that Antifa is going to start using acid attacks. How is it acceptable to have a bunch of masked people doing this kind of nonsense? And then you have Oregon. This is a Pacific Northwest. Oh my gosh. Apples and Tillamook cheese and Twilight. And now they're sympathetic to Antifa's political positions and don't want to enforce it against them. How can you possibly accept this? How can this be okay? I hate this position. I hate it. And I know I've it's one of the things that draw me back from the ledge is that I talk to a lot of moderate liberals you know in most of the groups that I go to most of them are moderate liberal liberals and they don't think any of this is acceptable they still talk about Trump and Trump supporters in these kinds of other terms you know establishing an otherness related to them which is really frustrating but still they don't talk in terms of political violence is acceptable we need to stop free speech you know we need to legislate against hate speech any of that sort of thing they don't talk in those terms when you get down down to the actual details, people are pretty close on the political spectrum. You know, it's just like any other kind of bell curve. I mean, there are bigger ideas at work here. The tech platforms don't actually care. They don't really care about any of this kind of stuff, about offensive speech and etc. They don't genuinely care about any of these things. They care about advertisers. They care about pushing political content off of the platforms that advertisers aren't going to like and doing this in a number of ways by just choking them <laughs> in various ways like demonetizing and putting them into special states where they don't get in the recommended, the channels stop growing, so they lose interest and they stop coming back. They put them in these states so they can choke that content off of the platform so that they can have more advertiser dollars. Because all the time that I'm spending watching these political videos is time I'm not spending watching cat videos and funny children videos, which are going to be monetized and are going to have ads on them and they are going to make money off of it. And obviously YouTube hasn't been profitable since the beginning as far as I know, so, you know, they they're doing what they have to do, but it's such a fundamentally wrong thing, especially when it comes to just in anticipation of the 2020 election and, and pressuring conservative voices like this. So there's something there's something really wrong about this whole situation, and it's 2020 anticipation. I know it has something to do with that, and that's the thing. There are people who are dead in the water, you know, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter that they're dead, they're gone, and we made a big fuss about it when it happened and made all of our arguments and through all of our fits and all that sort of stuff but now what time goes on it just keeps going and they're gone and that's what they knew they knew that in anticipation 2020 hey dude in 2019 everybody forget by the time we get there so what is what is the plan i mean action plan for me and fine maybe there are alternative platforms but are they going to get the traction are they going to get the traffic are they going to get the right backing are they going to function properly how are they going to look i don't like the interface on some of these they just don't look right <laughs> and, and i understand you don't have billions of dollars backing you from google to be able to make it function really well so that's going to make people disinclined to be on the platform which is going to impact growth which is going to impact the spread of your message so what's the point what do you do stand on a box in public square and shout these things to the rooftops and five people hear you and and then what you know it's it's frustrating it's shocking and it's something that needs to be fixed and i don't know if i can be perpetually outraged about this i feel like it's outrageous so impotent anymore i just wanted to go through a few different things that were swirling around political violence should be absolutely 
unacceptable to either side. I mean, this has been said before when Nazis were being punched. This was said before. Now it's just getting worse. And it's in anticipation 2020. There has to be. I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You know, I scale my belief in things to evidence. But there's too much momentum behind a bunch of Antifa thugs who don't seem to have a wherewithal to do anything to say that it's just a bunch of people who get together in a in a basement, you know? it's There's some problem. There's some issue. There's all this weird framing going on about political issues. There's all this selling of the illness by the Democratic Party right now that there are racists and sexists and white supremacists around every corner. So you need to give to and vote for Democrats. It's just, it's a horrible situation to be in. And not only that, there's a larger, massive trend about people clustering around like-minded individuals that's making people more extreme. But even more than that, there's this idea, this ultra-individualist idea that is saying that every individual person is an island and the most important things about them are how they were born. Your race, your gender, your sexual orientation, the things that you were born as are the most important things about you rather than the substance. The things that you've done, the ideas that you've had, the experiences, the arguments that you make, the propositions you maintain. There's this overarching trend of saying that it's just okay to define people by their inalienable, unchangeable qualities. And I think that is kind of the the crux and the center and the core of huge problems. When you can define people on that basis and it's okay, then you're going to have consequences to that. People are going to start saying, well, they're defined in such a way that must mean something. So now that they're defined in that way, let me treat them differently. And let's put everybody into camps based on their unchangeable qualities and just call it a day and see what happens afterwards. People aren't thinking in a robust, logical, clear, genuine, objective way. People are thinking in a parochial, egocentric, childish, nonsensical, ideological, unchangeable way. I don't know where the homo sapien experiment ends at this point. Like I said, I just want to pass off the baton to the AI. Let's give it to Terminator and see what he does with the future. Because we petty, weak meat sacks don't deserve this. Don't deserve to ferry existence into the future, whatever life happens to be or isn't or is or whatever the hell. We don't deserve to be the carriers. This is fundamentally broken. And we're not going to grow up. We're toddlers. So that's it. That's the last coffee house. I hope you have a, a good day. Thanks. Bye. Bye.